Revelation 3. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Sardis, for these are the words of the one who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know all that you do, and I know that you have a reputation for being really alive, but you're actually dead. Wake up and strengthen all that remains before it dies, for I haven't found your works to be perfect in the sight of my God. So remember all the things you've received and heard, then turn back to God and obey them. For if you continue to slumber, I will come to you like a thief, and you'll have no idea at what hour I will come. Yet there are still a few in Sardis who have remained pure, and they will walk in fellowship with me in brilliant light, for they are worthy. And the one who experiences victory will be dressed in white robes, and I will never, no never, erase your names from the book of life. I will acknowledge your name before my Father and his angels. So the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is now saying to all the churches. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Philadelphia, for these are the solemn words of the Holy One, the true one who has David's key, who opens doors that none can shut and who closes doors that none can open. I know all that you've done, now I have set before you a wide open door that none can shut. For I know that you possess only a little power, yet you've kept my word and haven't denied my name. Watch how I deal with those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews but are not, for they are lying. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and acknowledge how much I've loved you. Because you've passionately kept my message of perseverance, I will also keep you from the hour of proving that is coming to test every person on earth. But I come swiftly, so cling tightly to what you have, so that no one may seize your crown of victory. For the one who is victorious, I will make you to be a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, permanently secure. I will write on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, descending from my God out of heaven. And I'll write my own name on you, so the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is now saying to all the churches. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Laodicea. <laughs> For these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know all that you do, and I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I am about to spit you from my mouth. For you claim, I'm rich and getting richer, I don't need a thing. Yet you are clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire, so that you can be truly rich. Purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful Adam nakedness. Purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. All those I dearly love, I unmask and train. So repent and be eager to pursue what is right. Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come in to you and feast with you and you will feast with me. And to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me on my throne, just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now to the churches.
this is like one of my favorite chapters, I think. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because it's got all those like Christian, uh, like, behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> Be either loot, be either cold or hot, yeah, not lukewarm, and I will spit you out of my mouth. It's like all those Christian cliches that are mm. not, maybe not cliches, <laughs> stuff but all that you those, hear a lot. Yeah, yeah, all those, like all the stuff rolled into one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to point something out because one of the only things I pulled from the other two versions that I read, there's a footnote for verse 18 in NIV uh, talking about. Uh, about the city of Laodicea and it's talking about how it says uh, so I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire so you can truly be rich purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful out of nakedness and purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so you can truly see and they're saying in here that the physical city of Laodicea had three different um, like booming in- industries that had mm. that stuff in the physical because mm. it says the city was famous for these three things in the physical, financial wealth, the textile industry, and they actually had a famous eye salve there, which is really cool. I wow. would have never known that. So there was a com- super like awesome parallel there. Wow. Cool. <laughs> so there was a reason why he worded it that way. Because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we know exactly what you're talking about because we know we have this in the physical. Yeah, That was pretty cool to find that out. And of course he's saying, okay, Instead of relying upon that stuff in the physical, mm-hmm. look to me and I'll give you the stuff that's in the spiritual that's so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm trying to find the stuff in my version that I read. I just kind of made a notation here on verses 1 through 6 is that it seems like Jesus is kind of calling out all those people in, within the church that appear holy on mm-hmm. you know Sunday but then like they kind of like the you know the, the old cliche mm-hmm. go home and live like hell through the week mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. Um, but he he gives those people hope in the midst of you know calling out that that behavior that if you know they they can change. Yep. It's not too late for them. Yeah. That's what that's I think that's what a lot of people forget too because we're quick to and it's right to call that out but we're quick to just do that and then just stop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like like with a lot of things that. Okay, you can address behaviors, but you also got to bring solution with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just, you know, so it's good that you put both in there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's the problem within the church is that there's no, um, I hate to say the word balance. Because <laughs> I hate the word balance. Yeah. <laughs> But there, there's no, there's a lot of pointing the finger, but no giving no the solution. solution. Yeah, no helping, really. Yeah. And there's no giving hope to people. Yeah. It's more of just like a condemnation. Condemnation. Or you're, you're a piece of crap because you're not yeah. doing this and this. And, yeah. You know, 
<laughs> it's like Tyler said one, that one Sunday we were here talking with Cindy about her work. Uh, I'm not sure. He, I can't remember. Maybe that's we were up here praying for her. And he said, when she was like just talking about some things, and he said, you know, if they're giving you all of this but not offering a solution or a way to make yeah. it better, they're being a bully. Yeah, he was saying about that, yeah. And I, like, I think about that all the time, like in different contexts, obviously, because not every time that happens is somebody trying to be a bully. Uh, but the same thing, like if you're going to pick stuff out and bring stuff up to people... You probably want to have a solution to like help them. <laughs> like sometimes we're not gonna have solutions. Like sometimes we might see stuff and think that's just really not a good idea, mm -hmm. and not be able to offer maybe a really good solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you gotta give people some type of hope that what they're doing mm -hmm. that it can change. While it's not yeah. good now, like we can we can work together to get that to change. Yeah, give you hope. Because think, like, if God would be that right. way. What if he just pointed stuff out and was like, mm, sorry, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, say he gave us the Ten Commandments, and then he's like, oh, you guys are kind of on your own. Yeah. I'm not going to send my son to die for you. Give me my, my spirit to help you actually obey them. Just want to tell gonna... you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're all screwed. Don't see <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in verse, in verse 3, after he kind of, like, lays it out there. Mm-hmm. He says, so remember all the things you've received and heard. Yeah. So he's like, you know this stuff. Mm -hmm. You've yeah. received this word. You know what you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. You have my spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then turn back to God and obey them. Mm -hmm. And then he goes kind of like gives the the bad news if you, if you just ignore that. And, you know, if you continue to slumber, I'll come to you like a thief and you'll have no idea what our outcome kind of like a you remain here and I come back you're kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. don't don't let that happen <laughs> yeah you're out of luck but but there's hope for you you know what you need to be doing yeah. like I've given you every possible resource to be successful you know what you should and shouldn't be doing so it's up to you now mm -hmm. but you, you gotta know, decide what you want to do but he least in my version let's see I mean my version says to repent and that's mm -hmm. the thing that that's what turn back to God right, right like that's the thing that people forget like repenting means well there's a lot of versions but or a lot of different definitions but mm -hmm. you don't keep doing it Turning around and going the other right. direction. Right. Turn back to God and obey Him. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, I feel like that's a word that many people. Miss. I think, <laughs> and two, depending depending on what like the behavior is and stuff like that, like a, one of the burdens of repent too is a changing of your mind. Right. Because a lot of the a lot of the behaviors come from like a wrong belief or a wrong thought too. Mm -hmm. So if you change your mind about that and you agree, start agreeing with God. And you start seeing him for really who really is that take care takes care of the root of the problem, mm -hmm. and that frees you up to be like, okay, yeah, I don't really don't have to do this anymore. It's to turn, you know, yeah, to, to turn, to turn from it. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I like this, to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. Mm-hmm. To change one's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a piece I like to <laughs> cool, point out because without repentance, you're just going to keep going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> that terrible cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's cool because, uh, of course, they always have the meanings behind the the names of the churches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. First one is Sardis here, and they're saying that is Sardis can mean those who have escaped or red ones or jewels. And it <laughs> says how we it's talking about how we need to escape from every form of religious bondage on our journey into Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Says by the blood of Christ we are redeemed and set free to be His fiery red ones like jewels before God. And it gives us a little bit of history lesson too here. It says, Twice in the history of Sardis, it had fallen to its enemies because it was not alert or watching. Of course, huh. talking about it being asleep and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was conquered once in 549 BC by King Cyrus of Persia, and again in 214 BC by Antiochus the Great. <laughs> hmm. the re- for this reason, the people were Sardis were asleep and needed an awakening. Interesting. I like, I like this one too. Oh, sorry, are we? No, go ahead. Go, go for it. I was just going to move on to Philadelphia. Very fun. Because. I'm not really doing any particular order, so. I really, there's like a lot of parts of this one, <laughs> this letter that I particularly like. <laughs> um, I just like how he, he says it a couple times about like, Just about opening doors that no one is able to close. And, like, I just think that's a neat, like, reassurance that it, things sometimes seem impossible. But he he's the one that's in control of that. Yeah. There's almost like a, like a, I want to say a finality to what he does. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, back and forth on it. Yeah, and like the take note, um, I will make those from the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not but are lying, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and they will know that I have loved you. Hmm. Like I, th- I just think that's, yeah. I think that's cool. I picked that out too. <laughs> that's cool, it, it, yeah. it, it, I don't really know <laughs> what to say about it. I just think that's... Um, and that's kind of like... Watch how I deal with those of the synagogues of Satan who say they are Jews but are not. Right. They are lying. We kind of went through this when we when we uh, talked in uh, when we were in Romans about like the Jews. How so? In this case, they're like I'm interpreting it as people who say they are Jews, like people who are claiming to be. A Christian or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so kind of like in the verses before where it's talking about the people who appear godly on Sunday but mm-hmm. then yep. live like hell for the week Yeah, he's saying those people that are fooling us that are showing up on Sundays 
are pulling the wool over the wool over our eyes, and mm-hmm. we're kind of having to deal with those people. Mm-hmm. God is going to set them straight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and eventually, those people that are pulling the wool over our eyes are going to bow at her. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what 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 that what is that part of it really mean? What does that really look like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because is that they're not going to like literally bow at our feet and worship us or anything? No, right. I'm just I'm thinking like. Maybe like uh, I don't want to say like uh, like submitting, mm-hmm. kind of in a way like like kind of like we have not not in a like lording it over them, but kind of like we have like in a little bit of authority over them because we're actually authentic. Mm-hmm. And I I would think maybe and how he says and they will know that I have loved you, mm-hmm. like almost makes me think that they're going to realize that they missed mm-hmm. that. Like, in what they were doing and trying to pull the wool over, they missed out on, I don't know, I don't know if that's... Almost like a a, a falling at our feet to, like, help them out. Yeah. Like, like, you clearly know... You have the love. You have what I need. Now please help me, Mm -hmm. help me get it. Yeah. Um, Almost like a begging, like when somebody falls at someone's feet to beg for like forgiveness or like help or (laughs) (laughs) y'all come call back. Yeah. (laughs) Like a beggar boy. Yeah. Uh On the street, you know, that that isn't in need, you know. Mm -hmm. They'll crawl at people's feet and just latch on you know like help please help me huh. see and it's that's cool because looking at it that way that that's once again showing how good he is because that means he's changed their hearts too because mm-hmm. they actually want that mm-hmm. you know it i just thought of like the woman who touches the hem of jesus's mm-hmm. like cloak or mm-hmm. you know whatever with, as he walks leading. by yeah and i think like she probably was I forget how if the story says that she was like on her knees or on the ground but like just that simple act of like this is the least I can do but I know that you'll do something like I think of the people who are bowing at her feet like being like that like just give me whatever you have because clearly God loves you mm-hmm. so give it to me <laughs> Because we missed it. We missed the boat, so give it to us. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, verse 10, like, how can... (laughs) That's... I like that one. The reassurance of... You've kept my command to endure. I will keep you from the hour of testing that is going to come over the whole world to test those who live on the earth. Oh yeah, I have like absolutely no idea what that really means, because <laughs> I'm not. I have absolutely no idea what I believe yet on the whole. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably thing. where the whole like people are conflicted on whether or not mm-hmm. Christians are going to live through the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really not sure to be honest. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm like okay, if if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. It's just mm-hmm. you. I'm not you believe too much like about my it, mom does. She believes in the pan theory. 
It'll all pan out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll go. tell you. That's not that's not a bad theory though. <laughs> I like, like oh sorry. Verse uh I guess it's like the second half of verse twelve. This is this is my uh proof that tattoos are in existence here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will write on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. Mm-hmm. He's not writing it with magic marker. Nope. Uh-huh. He's branding it on us. It's a tattoo. Yep. Tattooing his name on us. Yep. Hmm. Could be. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I want to believe because I don't have nothing against tattoos. I'm just, I'm, I'm str- it's stretching me a little bit on that one. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm all for tattoos. I just, just want to examine that a bit Do some research on that yeah. one before you. I mean, that'd be cool if, that, if that's what that literally means. Well, but isn't there another, there's another, we'll probably talk about it mm-hmm. somewhere in Revelation where it says he has the name King of Kings written on him. On his thigh. On his thigh. Yeah, like Jesus himself has King of Kings on his thigh, written on his thigh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll touch on that at some point. I forget which <laughs> chapter it's in, but. Yeah, that's, that's a good, I think you talked about that for quite a bit there. <laughs> I like the. It's a nice concept. Though. Yeah, I like verse eleven too. I mean, I say like, I am coming quickly. Hold on to what you have, so that no one takes your crown. Like mm-hmm. it just reiterates the importance of what it is that we have, and to cling on to that because mm-hmm. he's coming. You know, like, it doesn't seem like it's that quickly. Yeah, and I like too, like in the Passion Translation, it says swiftly, uh-huh. and there and there's a little little bit of a difference there. I remember one of the last chapters we read was saying about like quickly. I mean, it means a lot, a lot of versions say soon, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of like a broad mm-hmm. term. But swiftly is more so not so much talking about how long, how far mm-hmm. away it is. More so as that when it gets here, it's going to be mm-hmm. fast. <laughs> in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. it'll be. Which I guess kind of goes back to if if it's talking about the whole coming like a thief thing, if that's the same mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. that he's talking about. But yeah, that that would make sense. Uh, I always think like, in thinking of that, like how wild if that's how it happens. I mean, you know who who knows how. It's, but if that's how it happens, like that we could be just like this one minute and then the next minute, like it's so wild. Like sometimes I think about that and I'm yeah. like, any you, it could happen now. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, because I'm like kind of, I'm expecting like if if I'm alive. When it happens, I'm expecting to see the clouds part. I know. And I'm expecting. I to want to hear the trumpets. And I'm, the... I'm not like it could be instantly, but I'm, I'm expecting to see a few things first mm-hmm. before we mm-hmm. go up. Yeah. Because you know? I want. <laughs> I think this is just me pleading with God to do this. <laughs> I think it would be cool with all like the studying that we do of this and like to cognitively cognitively recognize what's taking place before it like actually happens. 
Yeah, because a lot. Of like I wonder if he'll grant that to us, like that we. We'll realize what's oh, going on. Yeah. You know. And then, like, alternatively, then I wonder, like, people who aren't looking forward to it, like, you know, in the left behind, <laughs> like, if they'll know, like, right away, like, oh, that's, they were right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, like, right as quickly as we'll know that it's coming. Like, it's just, it, it's just. All of a sudden, those people are going to fall at our feet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I listen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like the old movies. Mm-hmm. The old, uh, not left behind, um, Thief in the Night. Mm-hmm. The old 70s yeah. Revelation movies. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Cheesy Revelation movies. <laughs> <Yep>. <clears throat> uh, it's interesting with, with uh, is it verse, yeah, end of verse 7 talking about David's key because I was wondering mm-hmm. what that was. Mm-hmm. And the footnotes for that were saying that the key of David unlocks intimacy and prayer. Says David was a man who lived in grace centuries before the gospel of God's yeah. grace was unveiled, yeah. which is interesting to think about. In that sense, the key of David allowed him to view the future and live in the grace it would reveal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you went a little too deep there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, then, of course, that is talking about, of course, when it's talking about opening and shutting the doors, mm-hmm. that's saying about, um, about the door being open, and said this door is likely an invitation to come into the fullness of God's kingdom of joy and power in the Holy Spirit. Or it may refer to an open door of opportunity to give witness to others of God's power and grace. Hmm. There's one I'd like to look up because there's a reference to the door being shut. Looks like it's Isaiah 22:22. If that would be anything or not, and just miss looking. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court, where when he opens doors, no one will be able to close them. And when he closes doors, no one will be able to open them. Hmm. Which is kind of reiterating what Isaiah said. (laughs) That's cool. Also, um, that first part of 12 where it's talking about being a pillar, mm-hmm. it said here about uh, since the image of a secure pillar is figurative, the sanctuary temple is also figurative, or there is no temple in the New Jerusalem reality. The word for pillar is also used for a pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. So the emblem of a pillar points to a sure and fixed position, 
upholding and supporting the kingdom purposes of God. Hmm. So we're fixed pillars of fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Yet the pillar of fire moved. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder how that comes into play. Because yeah. it's how they relied in the yeah in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that moving pillar. It's a good question. I like it where it says, I will make the victor, I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, and he will never go out again. That's good. And then we've got the people of Lotley to see ya. <laughs> I, I can't. That's that right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Who must have been some real <coughs> spitfires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's interesting because <laughs> the name, name, yeah, for related, mean? name for Lady to see it is human rights or self righteousness. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it says, uh, interesting. I like what they put about him spitting them out because it almost makes it, it's almost a different take of what people normally think about it. Mm-hmm. They said this is not a complete rejection because people always think like it's and you're done. Right. Kind of thing. And that's kind of what it sounds like when they word it that way. But it says, for Jesus gives them a call to repent yep. and return to a place of being passionate and zealous for God. The Aramaic uses an idiom that can mean, I'm about to reprimand you or give you a give you of my mouth like a stern talking yeah tongue lashing yeah (laughs) Hmm. so the big question on this verse is always well we get like why he would want someone to be hot Mm -hmm. like that is the hope of God for every person is to be like on fire for God all the time but why would God want us to be cold <laughs> over lukewarm? Because, here, so here's my thought on it. I mean, I already feel like I know what the answer to the question yeah. is, but. So like, I think of a marriage, right? You're either gonna be, and I don't, I don't mean this in any way other like you're either hot for me just you know or the worst thing that you could do is be lukewarm to me because then I never know at least if you're cold then I know that you're cold Mm -hmm. if you're lukewarm it's like you don't know how that person feels about you one day they could be this one day they're that there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. It's better to be consistently wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm. That's how I think. I mean, obviously you want somebody to be hot for you and like in that realm, don't play with me. So if you're not that, then just be cold and then mm-hmm. there's no in between. <clears throat> That's my opinion. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense.
just the way it is. I'm not saying that's right. Yeah. I'm just saying that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I think it begs the question. It's like you question whether the person even cares or not. Yeah, you know where the person know. stands if they're even if they're cold. You know where they stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lukewarm people seem to do a lot of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah. A cold person can always be changed because they don't, there's nothing there for them at the moment, but they can always be. Converted. Yeah, they can always be like converted, but a lukewarm person, someone who, these are all, you can tell these are all connected (coughs) because the lukewarm person is that person from the, the church in Sardis who is mm-hmm. appearing to be holy mm-hmm. but living like hell through the week yeah that's lukewarm and all the while because they're appearing holy but they're really not they're mm-hmm. actually doing damage to because everyone around them they're the people who other people look at to mm-hmm. see what Christian people are like because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not looking at the hot on fire people like I mean, maybe, maybe they are, but more than likely they're looking at those lukewarm people because those lukewarm people fit more closer to the... I don't say it. They fit to what the culture is and stuff. Right, and so like they're looking at them and they're like, well, this person claims to be this, but they're talking like their mouth is, you know, trashy mouth or they're... Mm-hmm laughing at this or they're watching this or whatever and it's like the witness is just Mm -hmm. like as I'm saying you know I'm even thinking of like people that I think you do more damage than you do good and it's really weird too because kind of like you said like it's for whatever reason it's like they draw more attention to themselves than the people that are on fire too which well, isn't, you know, because I mean, think of it like like this in this manner. Someone who is like on fire for God clearly is not going to do any damage towards mm-hmm. hurting the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Someone who is absolutely cold is not going to do any more damage to the already cold people. Mm-hmm. Right. But someone who's lukewarm can damage both, both the on fire yeah. and the cold people. Yeah. So it's a very damaging position to be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so like mm. detestable kind of like mm-hmm. you get that detestable feel like in the, the wording of the scripture is mm-hmm. like Yeah. Just don't like what these people are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're hurting everybody around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like the next for you claim I'm rich and getting richer I don't need a thing yet you are clueless you're clueless that you're miserable poor blind barren and naked (laughs) that is just like (laughs) wow I, and I feel like I know some people that are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they appear to 
know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. spewing scripture from their mouth, mm-hmm. and believe in their their minds. I can't say believe in their hearts because I don't know what's in their heart, but mm-hmm. you can clearly see they believe in their minds that they're they're convinced that they <laughs> that they're they're all good, mm-hmm. but just like from one Christian to another, it's very obvious that they're very blind to their own miserable misery, poor blindness, <laughs> nakedness, nakedness. Yeah. <laughs> and barrenness, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not, pro- barrenness, they're not producing any fruit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's what they mean by, by barren, is they're not, like, barren means you're not, like, you're not able to, pr- to produce. To produce. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So a barren like, woman can't have children, so mm-hmm. you're not so producing. Spiritually speaking, in mm-hmm. this passage, if you're barren, you're not <coughs> producing any fruit yeah. in, in your life. So. Which is love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. kindness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. Self control, yes. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's why. The lukewarm is so dangerous because mm-hmm. it's not producing that stuff, and they're spewing the stuff, but they're <laughs> all of those things. I love. I don't want to like skip, but um, verse nineteen. Like, I think of um that first part of it I think of like a parent because it says all those I dearly love I unmask and train and like I think of how like he loves us so he is trying to make us what it is that we're supposed to be like I don't know I just like that part of this the passage and maybe I'm reading it totally wrong but like because he loves me he's trying to unmask those things and train me and what I'm supposed to be doing to be hot and not cold or lukewarm Mm -hmm. and like to pursue what's right so in order for us to be trained, we have to do the uncomfortable thing mm-hmm. and make ourselves vulnerable by mm-hmm. unmasking ourselves. Yeah. He sees what's behind it anyway, so I don't know why people, like, I guess people think that they can fool him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just silly. Although, I tried for a couple of years, <laughs> so I guess... People do think that it's possible. It's interesting. Uh, when it talks about standing at the door knocking in verse 20, mm-hmm. it says the Aramaic can be translated, I have been standing at the door knocking. Jesus knocking on the door points us to the process of an ancient Jew- Jewish wedding invitation. In the days of Jesus, a bridegroom and his father would come to the door of the bride-to-be, carrying the betrothal cup of wine and the bride price, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Standing outside, they would knock. If she fully opened the door, she would say, yes, I will be your bride. 
Uh, Jesus and his Father, in the same way, are knocking on the doors of our hearts, inviting us to be the bride of Christ. That's cool. That's that's what I think so neat about the old Jewish traditions. Like, uh-huh. if you know that, a lot of this stuff makes... Mm-hmm. Brings it more alive. Yeah, it like, makes sense. Like, oh yeah, he's standing at the door and knocking. And if your heart is open, and you open the door within, I will come to you and feast with you. Like, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. He's asking and giving us the choice on whether or not we want to open it or not. Yeah. The last part, and to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me on my throne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just as I have conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. <laughs> that kind of blew me away. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just like, people were saying about us sitting with him at his table you know like we, there's a seat there reserved for us mm-hmm. because we have because that seat is a position of authority yeah and, and it's a position of rest too mm-hmm. so it's like oh okay <laughs> hmm. that's cool yeah. good stuff 